Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Team Performance, Winning Ways for Uncertain Times. I'm Christian Napier, and as always, I am joined by my amazing host, partner in crime. I shouldn't say crime, just say partner. Uh, the true brains behind this operation, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how are you? I'm so good, Christian. I'm always excited to be with you. Seems like it's been a long time since I was with you, and how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, just uh, recovering from a relaxing Memorial Day weekend. And you? Uh, well, I'm recovering from a not relaxing Memorial Day weekend. Well, you've got to tell me a little bit then about what you were doing that was not so relaxing. Well, so on on Saturday, you know, we were we had all these plans. What could we do? And and Jana, we have this annual. My wife Jana had this annual zoo pass, and so we don't we usually do it for the grandkids, but we just thought we would go to the zoo here, at Hogle Zoo in in Salt Lake City. It was great. They had it all set up where you had to go one way and, and social distance. It was it was a blast. And then we went driving through the mountains. There was a huge snowstorm on. Friday night. So we went up and took pictures of the snow. And on Sunday, got up, did some some meetings with that I needed to do. And and then we just decided we would drive to Southern California, Southern California, Southern Utah. And we got a, a Airbnb and went down there and went hiking in the desert to uh, just a beautiful waterfall and just drove and listened to book on, t- you know, a book on tape and actually a couple of them. And we just had some time together. We were very spontaneous and I think I surprised my wife by being so spontaneous. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. It sounds like you had great fun. And now, though, we're back to brass tacks, right? We've got to get back That's to work. Right. That's right. Back to work. Back to work. Part of that is um, introducing our next amazing guest, Spencer. Who do we have? We have Debbie Harris with us today. And Debbie is the founder and CEO of Performance Intermedia. And that's also a DBA of PIM uh, or PI media. And Debbie is somebody that I very much respect and and care about and and trust. I've known Debbie for about 14 years, I believe. We met when I was living in Las Vegas and we were serving together in the Rotary Club. She was in a different club and we were actually uh, working together for this youth leadership called RILA or Rotary Youth Leadership Award. And that's where we met. Isn't that right, Debbie? Yep. And uh, so we had, it, it, it was craziness. We had like 275 11th graders or juniors that would come from Southern California and Southern, Southern Nevada. We had to interview all these kids and, and kind of take them up on the mountain in Idlewild, California and put them in dorms. And then it was just mayhem, wasn't it? <laughs> it's was great. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So I got to know uh, Debbie and, and I want to, I really want you to hear her official bio, but you know, I've known her for years as somebody who is respected in, in, in the Las Vegas community. And and actually, you know, she comes from New York and and Connecticut. I I love her East coast accent there, that New York accent, but she is somebody that has been in the marketing world for a long time. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit about her profile. And it is uh, that she is the the founder and CEO of, of PI media. And she has, over 30 years of marketing and business experience that she that she shares with her consulting clients. And Debbie has a master's degree in social media. Um, how do you have a master's degree in social media? I have a master's degree in social media compliance and the law. That's what I okay. have. There, there you go. And the law and compliance. So and graduating summa cum laude, which means really, really smart. And uh, it doesn't get much 
lottier than that. And her, <laughs> her company offers uh, a unique eight-step system developed for over eight years to ensure that their clients establish, grow, and maintain relationships with their clients and prospects. And the system includes an integrated digital strategy for websites, social media, content marketing, traffic generation, and email marketing that drives traffic and increases revenue. And she is a LinkedIn expert. She speaks about this. She coaches people on this. And she is a, her company is, is federally certified as a women-owned uh, business. And she is an accomplished public speaker. We've actually spoken together at, at different events and is a certified solution provider for Constant Contact. And she writes about and talks about issues around social media on, on her website, which is pimedia.me. And she previously wrote a book entitled The Seven Strategic Techniques to Gain Clients from LinkedIn. So many who are listening are wondering, how do I really use this tool to its its full effect? Well, we're going to talk about that. And she's a guest lecturer at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, teaching students and graduates the importance of their digital footprint online and their reputation, which that, that reputation is just as important for us who are out of school and helping them get a head start on that. And she was voted one of Las Vegas Magazine's top 100 women of influence for 2016 and was nominated by Silver State Awards in 2017 as the best motivational speaker coach in Nevada. Holy cow, that's awesome. And and since 2016, she has chaired a monthly Trustegrity business networking group in Las Vegas and is now the regional connector for Nevada, which is a CEO peer group active she's active in rotary and she's held many positions at the local and district level and you know what she's in the in her chamber of commerce i can't i could go on and on and on about about debbie is that enough debbie for people that to know that you know what you're talking about I think so. I think so. I think they're they're more interested in what's in it for them. I think. But thank you, Spencer. I appreciate the introduction. <laughs> well, you know, I can get I can get long winded, but here's the deal. I, I I think the most important thing is how can how can business leaders start to use social media to begin to grow their markets, to, to find people to help. Because ultimately, you know, we've got to get ourselves, our companies out of this malaise, if you will, of, of being shut down. Um, a lot of companies have continued to, to move forward in, in isolation, but how do they get greater traction for themselves and their business? Well, I think first of all, it's it's really about providing value. LinkedIn has is and always has been the professional platform. So if you are if you're a business to business professional, if you want to be engaging with other business owners and other professionals, LinkedIn is the tool that you want to use. Um, in certain respects, Facebook's very important. Twitter can be very important. Instagram can be very important, and there's a myriad of others. But LinkedIn is really your professional to professional network. And what I find is that a lot of professionals don't realize first and foremost how important it is to look good on LinkedIn. You know, they, they, oh, I put that profile up years ago, or my assistant put it up, or somebody asked me to connect with them. I, I really haven't looked at that in years. And as I work with professionals, and then I get the, oh my gosh, I, 
I didn't even realize that phone number was up there. That phone number is five years old or gee, I still have an AOL email address up there or whatever it is. It's not my business address. I talk to attorneys who have three firms back or two firms back and people aren't realizing two things. People are searching in LinkedIn when they want to find someone or they want to validate who you are. Someone may have given them your name. Someone may have introduced you. They're still going to go to LinkedIn and look at your profile or they're going to go to Google. And when you go to Google, and I can't imagine that anybody doesn't do that now. Google goes to LinkedIn. Link, exactly right. You will see that the LinkedIn profile will come up towards the top. When you put articles on LinkedIn, Google indexes those 100% of the time. So the relationship is very strong. And it is so important that you take a look at your LinkedIn profile. It, it's as if... You know, it's as if years ago, and I know there's a bunch of younger people out there, so forgive me if I say it that way, you would hand somebody a half-written resume. You know, maybe there would be spelling errors. Maybe something wouldn't be capitalized. Maybe your contact information would be outdated. I mean, you would, you would never think to do that. And that's what a lot of people don't realize about LinkedIn. The information is not accurate. And the other thing is, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, you would want your contact information to be relevant. You'd want it to be current. So that's, you know, the profile, I, I say to people, you can do business using LinkedIn. You can build those relationships. You can build referral partners. You can build clients. I do it. However, you need to start with your profile. <laughs> so, so, Debbie, one of the things you just said is that some people are saying, well, I don't, I don't have a resume because I have a job or I own the company. Yeah. Right. The second thing that you said is people will check your LinkedIn profile to validate that you are credible. So That's it's right. a way that they do their due diligence on you. And if they see that half-baked resume, that then you may be losing business that you didn't even know about. And that's and, and professionals tell me that all the time. If I go to someone's LinkedIn profile and there's no photo or it's not completed, I move on. That's right. I move on to the next person because it I shows me. Them. Yeah. They, they, well, you follow them, too. But it's like it shows me that, they, first of all, they're not tech savvy. Because if they were tech savvy, they would be paying attention to what they look like, what their digital footprint is. And second of all, I want to deal with a professional, and here I, I see this. This is just not acceptable. So you're absolutely right. Very first thing is your profile. And make sure you have a photo on there, and make sure you're smiling. And, you know, this isn't Facebook. This isn't Instagram. I, I don't want to see your cat or your dog or your grandmother or your wife or your vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a smiling face. Uh if it's appropriate to have a, a button that's, down that's not Tinder. or a tie, you know, uh, no, um, then, then fine. If it's not, that's fine too. The, the photos are real small. So as I said to the lawyer, I was working with uh, yesterday, actually on a zoom, he took a picture that was really far away and he was standing with his arms folded with a suit on and he looked like I am the lawyer. You know, and I said, no, 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 no. Take a headshot, smile. The, the outfit is fine. Uh, you're an attorney. That's fine. So 
look at those things. Look at your contact information. Look at the photo. You have a banner up there, use it. Put something up about your business. Put something up there that pops when people get to your profile. And, and when you look at your headline, use some keywords in there. For example, if you go to my profile on LinkedIn, Debbie Harris, MA, in my headline, I don't even list the name of my company. My company is listed in my banner. It's not listed in my headline. Why? <laughs> I really don't care if they know my company name. I want them to find me for the services that I can help them with. So these are some of the things that people need to look at. They need to make sure they really complete that profile. They pay attention to search terms. They want to stand out. That is the key with LinkedIn. How do you separate yourself from everybody else? And the key here is that business is being done on LinkedIn and even more so right now. We've all been home. We've all been in front of our computers, whether you're a CEO, CFO, you own your own business, whatever it is, you've been in front of the computer, you've been using LinkedIn even more than ever. And we've seen that increase in the responses that people are getting by using LinkedIn. In fact, I was on a call this morning. Uh, it's a call with Northeast professionals, about, I don't know, 500 people. It's, it's a 6,000 person organization. There were a bunch of people on the call. And a couple of people spoke to the fact that whereas before the pandemic, if you went on Glassdoor or LinkedIn and you tried to get a job that way, you know, you get lost in the whole process. But there were two people on there that actually said that right now it's working. People are changing the way they're doing business and they're using digital much more. So yeah, of course, it's always great to have that personal introduction. And by the way, you can get that via LinkedIn. But bear in mind that whether you're looking for a job and, and, and Spencer, you're right. People, someone said to me the other day, another attorney, why do I care about my profile? I'm not looking for a job. And I said, no, 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 no. That's not what this is about. This is about your professionalism as an attorney, not about you looking for another job. So that's the key point. If you think of LinkedIn as your digital footprint of where people are going to go, and if they don't go there, as you said, Google is going to bring that up. And what do you look like? What do you want to present to people? Very important. Debbie, I've been so excited to have you on ever since Spencer told me about you, because I'm probably guilty of almost every <laughs> sin that you've uh, enunciated so far when it comes to LinkedIn. And I've tried hard to clean up my profile and keep it current and everything. Um, but I do have a specific question, and that's uh, for for the small business owners. So Spencer mm -hmm. and myself and you, you, if you mm -hmm. own a if you own an entity and you're working with clients you've got your own personal profile. Do you also need to have a profile for your company or is your personal pro profile also your company profile? That's a great question. And I get it a lot. You should set up a company page on LinkedIn and take advantage of using the banner space to put up your logo and the profile space to put your logo. And here's, here's the main reason. When you indicate that under your job experience, it's going to pull that logo into your profile and it's going to look much more professional. 
So again, it's a simple note that you kind of know what you're doing, even if you really don't, you kind of know what you're doing on LinkedIn and it looks more professional. Just like when you pull your school, you get that logo in there so that it looks professional. Now, whether you post regularly regularly on your on your company page um, is up to you. It's a good idea to put something up there maybe once a week, but understand that the main thrust of using LinkedIn successfully is off your profile. It is you as the business person, the business owner, to another business person, business owner. That is the way LinkedIn is going to be most effective, which is why that profile is so important. You know, De Debbie, what you said earlier is that people are looking for to validate you. Why? Because they're doing business with you, not PI Media. PR media, that's the name of your company, but they're really buying you. And I mean, I have close to 30,000 connections on, on LinkedIn. And when I find someone on that, I, that I want to know more about that I maybe want to talk to and I look them up and I, I see their executive director or whatever of this company. I want to know more about that company. I'll click on that. And if it's a non-entity, I, I know that that either they're a small company or they're not serious. And, and so I, I'm not interested in talking to them, but if, if there's a company that comes up that actually looks serious, again, this is part of the due diligence. And so it's, it's nice to be able to go connect to that company and know that, that this is real. And you're absolutely right. And as always, everything is perception. So when you have that company page up and you put just, you know, you fill out the information and listen, you can copy and paste from your website. Um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel on, on the internet, um, or as my partner says, Robin, duplicate, but um, a lot of information, I'm not talking about plagiarism, <laughs> a lot of information. You can go to your website and just copy and paste into your company page on LinkedIn. Um, showcase pages, you know, there's only so many things you're going to pay attention to. So I usually say to people, Profile number one, company page number two. If you've got time for showcase pages, which highlight specific product or services, go for it. But, you know, you have to look at the amount of time you're going to spend because you want these tools to be effective. So go ahead and have a company page and also put something up there one time a week. Now, let me just talk about the banners for a minute. The banner, the banner on the profile and the banner on the company page are different sizes. Don't rack your brains trying to get this information in LinkedIn. Whenever you need something, go to Google. Just put in LinkedIn company banner size and Google will tell you. And the reason I tell you to do this is because these change all the time. So I don't memorize them. Uh, LinkedIn changes, all the platforms change sizing all the time. Simply go to Google when you don't know how to do something and Google will take you to whatever it is. And that goes for any platform versus trying to find it in the help section of the platform. So yeah, I do recommend having a company page and I do recommend posting on it once a week. Now your profile, I recommend posting two to three times a week. I recommend video. I recommend writing articles once or twice a month. Remember, those articles are indexed by Google. So you want to get yourself out there. You want to be the expert. You want to have your face and your name out there on a consistent basis. And, and let me say something very important. This is not about selling. This is about providing value.
Um, Spencer, you have more connections on LinkedIn than just about anybody I know. I have just short of 10,000. And we all know it's, it's not the number, it's the quality. You're there to build relationships with people and you can do it, especially now um, on LinkedIn. So you want to be able to reach out to people. You want to speak in your voice. You want to provide value to people because this is how we build a relationship. If we're selling, 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 then we're all being sold to every five minutes. So we simply just turn off on that. I've got another question here for you, Debbie, when it comes to LinkedIn. From my own limited experience, since I only have about a thousand followers or connections, not 10,000 or 30,000 like you superstars, when I have needed to connect with someone, you know, I, I send them an, a message, but the response times aren't always that great. And I think it's because people maybe not, maybe they don't pay as much attention to a message coming from LinkedIn as they would through other means. And so I'm curious uh, as to your experience with the messaging aspect of LinkedIn and how you can get more and more prompt responses to queries that are that are done through the message app or if you should use alternative means to connect or you know communicate with people that you connect with on LinkedIn. Yes, you're absolutely right and and great point. So things are a little different right now. <laughs> Response time right now is faster. Again, because people are on it because they're using it more because they're obviously they're not commuting. So if you if you think about commuting time is now computer time. <laughs> um, they're not commuting. They're not in their office. They're not running from meeting to meeting. So that's when I mentioned before, we have seen an increase in how fast people are responding and also more people responding in messaging. However, some people simply don't look at LinkedIn. Uh, they may have put a profile up there. It may be a pretty good profile, but they really don't pay attention to it for one reason or another, in which case, you always want to also, if you have an email address, send an email. Obviously, the phone is, you know, you can still pick up the phone and call someone. I use uh, LinkedIn messaging and email. So people will hear from me in two different ways. And again, if you, if somebody doesn't respond, it could very well be that they simply don't look at LinkedIn messaging. Now, Facebook messaging, Twitter instant messaging, Insta I mean, we've got all these, you could go crazy with all these ways to communicate these days. So people are using it more often. And you'll find that now, the last two months, and for however long we're still dealing with situation like this, people are responding more and quicker. It's simply because they're, they see it pop up on their computer. So they, they tend to respond. So... <laughs> Talk about, if you will, how does how does someone get started? I mean, you know, we were talking to a productivity specialist. Was it last week? My gosh, yeah, it was last week. No, time flies, Spencer. And we were talking about the parts of our business that that we have to, you know, we have customer service, we have our marketing and and sales bucket, we have our operational side of of our business, and if there's a part of your business that that you struggle with, one way to, to manage that is to outsource it. Mm. And 
so I know that you as a, as a consultant, as an expert, you actually help people fix their profile. And so once you have this profile created, then you can start reaching out and having conversations. And these aren't sales conversations. You can do that and manage that yourself, or you can have someone help you do that. And, and this is not an automated, just get your, your name in front of a lot of people. This is truly connecting to make, to make um, long-lasting relationships. And I don't think I actually have clarified this. You know, we've had uh, Jennifer Lear, who owned the National Keynote Speakers and, and is a is a performer. I met her through LinkedIn. I have relationships, business relationships that are strong and ongoing that have come from social media. And that's what we're actually getting to next, is it not? Yes, you're exactly right. And you're right, Spencer. I mean, there are different ways to go about it. I obviously work with clients um, and for clients who want to outsource uh, to a team, that's something that I do with clients. I also work with clients who want to do it themselves, but simply, as you just mentioned, they don't know where to start. I mean, how do you start with this? How do you manage the time? And, And that's the critical thing you know, do I need to be be sitting on LinkedIn five hours a day? How will I ever do anything else? Um, No, you don't. And it depends on your business. Now, I do have a colleague who spends three to four hours a day on LinkedIn. It is the sole source of her business. And she works globally as a strategist, a software strategist. For her, this works perfectly. I have clients that I work with that I train to go on 30 minutes a day. And, and get something out of it. Because again, and, and you're absolutely right, the idea is to build relationships. And it may not be the end user. It may be someone who can refer clients to you, who needs to know that, that you're there. So yes, there are systems. There are a lot of automated systems out there that will say, um, we'll get you another 1,000 leads. We'll get you 10,000 connections. And uh, I will say, a couple things about that. First of all, make sure that if you do hire an outsource company, make sure they are compliant with LinkedIn. I really can't tell you how many times I've had people tell me I was shut down. It, it just happened two weeks ago. I was shut down from LinkedIn. Why? Well, this is what I was doing. Okay, well, they're not, they weren't compliant. They didn't abide by LinkedIn's rules. So very important. Ask that question. If, you, if you're going to use any kind of an automated system, um, you want to make sure that they're compliant. And then the question is, so what if they get you a thousand connections? What are you supposed to do with them? I mean, just having numbers, you want to you want to get the right connections and you want to start building relationships with them. And probably the next question I get most often is, should I upgrade? Right now I have the free version of LinkedIn. Should I upgrade to premium or should I upgrade to Sales Navigator? Now, Spencer, you know on my sophisticated program, you must have Sales Navigator. Um, I tell people this. When you're starting out, go to premium. And LinkedIn will give you 30 days free. And LinkedIn's actually a very good platform to work with. They're very responsive. Um, Not like Facebook. You actually get answers from LinkedIn. So start that way. And let's figure out a strategy. Let's figure out an actual course of action and hold you accountable to using this platform the same way you would go to a networking event in person and want to make that productive. 
Once you get comfortable with that, if this is going to be a true business development source for you, you probably want to go to Sales Navigator because you can really dial in to what it is that you want to be connected to on LinkedIn. Can you describe that a little bit more? What do you mean? Uh, how would somebody going about go about knowing who they want to be connected with? Well, the first question is, who are we speaking to? Who is your audience? Where do they sit in the business world? Are they CEOs? Are they HR professionals? Are they CFOs? Who are they? What, what would their title be? Are they attorneys? Are they CPAs? How big, in other words, do we want to focus on people who are in a company that's 50 people, 100 people, 500 people, 10,000 people? Who are we speaking to? And then do we have a geography? Are you a national person? Are you a regional person? Are you a local? Who, who is our audience? Where are they sitting? That way we can dial into that. So. And, and there's other questions, um, how long have they been in their profession, but those are the main things. How big is the company? Where are they? What is the title? And then if you want, do you have certain industries that you're focusing on? Is it healthcare? Is it legal? Is it education? Is it nonprofit? Is it solar? Is it construction? Let us dial into who you really want to talk to, because remember now, your profile is designed for those people that you want to talk to. So I go to your profile. I own a construction company in Indiana that has 200 people. I go to your profile and it's going to make me feel comfortable that this is somebody that I should be connecting with as the very first step. Well, this is totally fascinating, um, Debbie. Uh, I have to say, I'm thinking to myself while we're having this conversation, I need to have a few more conversations with Debbie. Maybe I need to hire Debbie's, uh, this uh, PI media because, because I need this kind of help. I'm really intrigued by what you're saying here, Debbie, and I, and I appreciate you joining us. That, there was no question there. I just wanted to, oh, to say, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for coming on and sharing these messages because I think they're really relevant uh, they're really relevant for people today. The thing is, you know, be transparent, um, be open, be yourself, be in your own voice. Uh, we're moving away from a lot of this stuff that is simply automated and automated messaging where, you know, every insurance person in the country hires a firm and they all, the same message goes out. Um, it really is about being personal. And this whole pandemic situation, I think, has really brought that home to people. So I would just say if you're out there and you want to do it, you know, be transparent, be open, um, let people know who you really are and what value you're bringing to them. So I, I want to I, I endorse Debbie and I mean, I've known her for a long time. And even all the years that I've known you, we we didn't start working together until February. Mm -hmm. We actually started working together before this whole pandemic craziness hit. And so timing was, I don't know, great or crazy. I don't know what it was. But before I met Debbie, I was doing this by myself. And it is labor intensive because it is not an automated 
process. It is about building relationships. You can't just buy an algorithm, right? But I, but I do attempt to, uh, is in many ways outsource that. I actually have a virtual assistant. At one point, I had many virtual assistants in the Philippines, and I would write the messages, and I would have them go in my sales navigator and tell them who to who to find and do all of that work, which is labor intensive work. And I did that myself, and and you know, it had some, some success, but it, it takes a real dedication. Like you said, somebody would spend like four hours a day doing that. And as a small business, that's not necessarily feasible unless that's all the time that you have. But it, it, it's great to do that right now because people are available. So I said, all right, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get all in. I reached out to you, Debbie, and I said, all right, what is it going to take? And what's nice is it's not just, I have a team of like, five people that are working on my behalf help you know we work together to write the the emails the messages and then they go in and they take care of them i have someone that actually calls and follows up and sets appointments i have had up to 19 appointments in one week through this process and it's not these aren't sales calls where i'm calling to say hey buy my stuff or do you need me christian it's hey i just want to have a brief chat and and learn about you get to know you and as a result, I'm getting sales. And maybe you could talk a little bit about what's why that works, Debbie. I mean, because well, I'd, I'd be happy to, Spencer. And you, um, it's also you know the way you come across again, being very authentic. The system involves actually seven people, Spencer, myself, and six other people. And what we're basically doing. Generalizing. And, <laughs> yeah, this is the question that. So now um, with, my, with my VA, that's eight people I have working on my business development right now. There you go. And we are, so we are setting up what Spencer, who Spencer wants to talk to in Sales Navigator. We are sending specific messaging to those people to connect with Spencer. Then we're sending a second message. And we're always inviting people to have a 15-minute chat with Spencer. But Spencer and I get together 30 minutes every week. We put messaging together or sometimes on a Saturday morning of a holiday weekend, I'll just be sitting there, Spencer, and I'm like, I got it. Um, so it involves LinkedIn messaging. It involves email. And these emails come from Spencer, but we, we create them, we send them out. And then as Spencer noted, we have professional phone appointment setters who are calling as if they're calling from Spencer's office. So when you start reaching people via LinkedIn, via email, and via, via phone, and I've doubled up on the amount of times we're doing it through the pandemic for all my clients, because I feel that people are in front of their computer, and actually people are starved for positive information or information that can help them. It works. It works because you're reaching people and you're not selling to them. It's, it's a nurturing campaign, right? right? You're nurturing exactly them and right. sending. She's sending information that I've written, uh, videos that I've created that may be able to help them. Like this podcast, for example, right. we actually have sent out links to this podcast to people that I'm connecting with to say, "Hey, here's something that may help you." And so we're giving them something. And and the whole key is is that maybe they remember your name, Christian. And when it comes to a problem. Problem that they have that you can solve. They're like, hey, GP4, Christian Napier, I need to go look at his LinkedIn profile. I'm wondering, Debbie, um, and Spencer too, 
I mean, it's absolutely critical to build these relationships and offer these solutions. But at the end of the day, the reason that we're doing it is we're trying to put food on the table, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so we so we have to convert it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if you can just share either some statistics or maybe a couple of success stories of clients that you've had who have used these approaches and how it has changed their business. Well, and one thing I want to say about that first is the primary thing is you must convert these to a phone call or a Zoom. Um, you're not, you're not, going to close business simply because you build that relationship on LinkedIn. The goal is the phone call and now it's a Zoom, whatever it is. But the goal is to get that connection, that contact from there is when you're going to close the business. I've been doing it for the last eight weeks. I use my own program. Uh, so I've been closing clients for the last eight weeks, whether it's for this particular program. I also have a six week coaching program for people who want to jumpstart and really understand what LinkedIn's all about and get their profiles done. And it's providing value. Um, it, it's uh, Spencer, you can probably talk about um, you closed something in the first two or three weeks that we were working with the program. That's right. Yeah, so I, I met a guy in New Hampshire who works for a London firm, and we had a conversation, and he uh, looking for a coach, and we just I didn't know that when I was having a conversation, and right. I gave I gave him a follow up consultation, no expectation there, and it and it's turned into that. Now I'm having another conversation this week with a medical professional who wants to certify in one of my. In one of my programs. So it, it, we've just started the program, Christian, it, it, like I said, in February. So typically this is, this is a, a long play. It's meant right. to nurture and, and build your brand. And so the, the, the energy and time that we're spending in is not about converting today, but Debbie, you're telling me that that's pretty fast in terms of a conversion. Yeah. That was very fast. And given the fact that all this craziness was going on too, I have another client I've been working with now for probably close to a year. And he is in a different, completely different space, uh, commercial insurance space, completely different part of the country. But, but what he's telling me is, you know, Deb, we're, we're, we're really close now to some huge closing some huge deals that have been nurtured over time. And so again, the beauty of the system is it works when you're not. So you're doing what you're doing. You're working with a client, you're going to dinner, you're off for the weekend. And all of a sudden you're getting these messages that these people have set up time to speak with you. That's the beauty of it. And then from there is the conversion aspect of it. You got to be prepared to work. I am constantly now responding to messages because all these automated messages are going out on my behalf and they're messaging me back. And so I'm actually having real conversations and then hopefully converting those to a phone call. And then the phone call is to develop a relationship. The relationship is to eventually convert them to business. It is a funnel. It is a pipeline just like any other. And it's one of the best that I, that I found and anybody can do it. And, you know, for the longest time I had the opinion, I need to keep this information secret. I don't want everybody else out there doing what I'm doing on, on LinkedIn. What would you say to that? And now I'm giving it away to everybody. Right? <laughs> hey, uh, from my perspective, it's fine. Cause I'll take, you know, they want to pay me. That's fine for my system. But, but, but Spencer true, there's business out there for everybody. And the, there this is. is the key. 
because you're being authentic and transparent, people will resonate with the people they resonate with. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction and very simple person A may not resonate with, you know, so many people. Person B is the one who does. There's business out there for everyone. And if you can get your voice across on any social media platform, you will attract the people who resonate with you and that message. Uh, No doubt about it. Debbie and Spencer, this has been a fascinating conversation for me. I'll probably want to continue it offline with you after we're done with this podcast. If people want to know more, Debbie, about the work that you're doing with uh, PI Media, if they want to get in touch with you to see how you might be able to help them, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, a couple things. You can call me. You can text me. And that number is 702-465-4082. Debbie at PIMedia.me. You can look for me on LinkedIn, Debbie Harris, comma, M-A. The M-A is there because Debbie Harris is a very common name. So uh, that has it stand out. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, Reach out to me and um, we'll talk about what works for you because everybody's different. Wonderful, Debbie. And Spencer, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they connect with you? Go to my LinkedIn profile. Spencer Horn, <laughs> MS, uh, C- CTPC. Those are all my my letters and bona fides. But Spencer Horn, you'll find me. Uh, go to Altium Leadership, A-L-T-I-U-M, leadership.com, or email me at spencer at altiumleadership.com. Or certainly message me on LinkedIn for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it may take a few days to get back to you, though, just to Christian's point, because I have so many other people to- <laughs> Well, um, I have a smaller contact pool, so I can probably respond more promptly. But you can also find me on LinkedIn at Christian Napier, or uh, you can visit our website, gp4.com. That's gpfour.com, or email me at cnapier at gp4.com. Debbie, thank you once again for joining us. And listeners, thank you so much for participating. Please like and subscribe to our podcast, and we'll join you again next week. Thank you so much.